Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. We love horror movies from the 70s and 80s and we watch them for two days straight and then we go write a book. Now we're looking back at every title one at a time in this podcast that we put out monthly. Once we've had an episode for every movie, it's time to meet up for another shock marathon. Oh yeah, the red record button is red, which means it's time for another exciting edition of the Shock Marathons podcast. I am Matt Farley here with Tom Scalzo. Hello. And Charlie Roxburgh. Greetings. And it being December, why not tackle a Christmas-themed horror movie? There's plenty of them, and uh, this one is called Christmas Evil. We're going to get right into this one. Starts Christmas Eve, 1947. Mom and the kids are watching as Santa appears in the fireplace. He kind of hovers <laughs> hovers down. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he enjoys a bit of the food. They have quite a um, quite a spread for Santa. It's, he's, he's got like caviar. <laughs> like it's he's like he's pouring himself some tea. It's a whole thing. It's it's more than <laughs> the, the typical milk and cookies. Do you guys think that his his hovering, which you mentioned, <laughs> is meant to be? The kids' interpretation of his his wonderful abilities, or that he actually there's like a hint of some magic. There's definitely a hint of magic. There's two okay. there's two moments of magic in the movie, and they they open and close the movie, and they're hard to hard to reckon with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to reckon with because you're thinking like, hey, this is a different guy who has magic, and. It, <laughs> I did, or did the filmmakers just want to have him go back up the chimney and have didn't really know how to do it in a in a way that was cool to watch? I don't know. It's good, but that's part of the fun of this movie to to wrestle yeah. with these things. So weird. So yeah. So he levitate then. So you know he does his thing, and then he levitates up the up the chimney. There's no cl- he's not climbing. <laughs> There's he like is. a musical cue too. I think. <laughs> uh, yeah. So and then and then like the children like disappear. It's like the whole sequence is the he levitates up the chimney <laughs> and the children that were on the stairs disappear it's just gone. like the scene in cage uh, terror cage terror yeah just, just they're yeah. just gone immediately so now up in the bedroom the two kids harry and is it bill or phil bill Tom? phil phil okay i had it as bill the whole movie until the very end and then i'm like oh wait he's phil so Harry, Harry and Phil are discussing whether that was their dad or Santa Claus. Then Harry goes downstairs and sees Mom and Santa getting intimate by the tree. So naturally he runs up into the attic, smashes a snow globe while replaying the scene that he just saw in his head. Cuts his hand with the glass from the snow globe. Mm-hmm. Little blood starts flowing and that blood overwhelms the screen and it's opening credits for Christmas Evil, written and directed by Lewis Jackson. Do either of you know anything about this man? It seems like a labor of love. Uh, yes, it's a, I think it's a labor of love. I went to a screening of it in the theaters uh, in Los Angeles, and he attended. And uh, he did seem to be really like proud of the movie, uh, rightly so. And uh, so, yes, I'm going to say I have personal experience, and I said that I liked his movie to him. Very nice. Yeah, and and I think they cover in the regional horror book, right, Charlie? And they they have mm-hmm. an interview with him, and he he definitely seems like he was he was not not just trying to throw something together to make some money. He was actually, you know, trying to to do something worthwhile. Totally. Heck yeah. heck yeah! This movie was much more involved and uh, well done than I remembered it. All I remembered mm-hmm. was Harry talking like an idiot. 
<laughs> there's a lot more going on. It's uh, yes. I, I while watching it, I was like, "This is Taxi Driver as a Santa Claus," and um, and I googled Taxi Driver and Christmas <laughs> Evil. Turns out other people have made this comparison, but um, it's including me. I thought I thought you were gonna say that my review came up. That oh, I didn't even realize you do, you said that too. <laughs> in the book, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't read it in a long time. It's totally Taxi Driver as Santa. So. After the opening credits, it's the present day. Harry is sleeping in a Santa suit. He's got Santa decor all, all over the house. Puts on some shaving cream and um, puts a lot of it on. I think he's trying to like um, look like Santa with a white beard. Is that what's going on there, Tom? I, I can only assume so, yes. He cuts his finger on the razor, which reminds him of the time he cut his finger as a child, which is a bit of a stretch, the whole finger-cutting thing, that they kind of just stop uh, yeah after a few you know halfway through the movie they're like forget forget about this trigger you know yeah um after trying on a santa beard now he's on the roof of his building dressed in normal clothing looking through binoculars across the street determining whether the kids um on the other side of the road are naughty or nice and he sees a couple of nice nice kids doing nice things but then he sees moss garcia Oh, and this this kid immediately on the um, on the naughty list because he's checking out nude photos in a magazine. Um, so that's fun, and and it's dark and and twisted and weird and creepy. So uh, and the name Moss Charlie, you love that name, don't you? Love it. I mean, again, it's another example in this movie of a little added bonus that needn't have been there, but uh, makes it more memorable. And uh, I got to give. Uh, props to Harry for his uh, scampering around. This is like the first of his scampering around scenes, uh, going up on the roof and like crawling low. And he does it later when he's investigating Moss. But uh, the actor's doing a nice job. He's giving you a lot here. And um, also with the uh, shaving cream scene, they let his freakouts really run. You know, did you guys get that feeling watching it again? And like, okay, he's freaking out and he's still freaking out. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of yeah. liked it. I, I did too. Like it. I, I did it only once or twice. Did I think too much? Like they got a good groove going, a good creepy groove with the music and kind of like a little bit of repetition and whatnot, and and mm-hmm. and it worked much more often than not. Mm-hmm. So, so totally. now now we're at Jolly Dream, the toy factory where he works. Jolly Dreams is it plural? Uh, not that it matters, Tom. Uh, yeah. I think it's Jolly Dream. Okay, singular. Um, now let's listen to Harry lecture his co-workers about, uh, about high-quality toys. Nobody here is interested in good toys. That including me. Me too. I can understand that. <laughs> You've never felt the thrill of making a good toy. Now how could you in this place? But I bet you got kids, right? Two. Five. Don't you understand how useful, rigidly constructed toys are? How inspirational? Their value goes way beyond making money. Any word who's getting laid off in January, Harry? Laid off? I didn't even know that we were considering it. Oh, right. You don't go to union meetings anymore. (laughs) You guys listen to me. Oh, Harry. Good old Harry. He's so focused mm-hmm. on, on toy. What a lecture. Oh, that is am- How did this guy get promoted from the assembly line <laughs> to the offices? It's ridiculous, but it ties in so nicely with the, the otherworldliness and the magic and uh, just the inexplicable things that happen in this movie. It's consistently inexplicable in a charming way. <laughs> So then another guy, Frank, comes in looking for someone to take his shift. Uh, we learn that Harry's recently been promoted, like I just said. Um, but he misses working on the floor. He misses the line, which is fantastic. He'd rather be, be uh, you know, doing the, the manual labor. Too far away there. from the toys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Frank mentions that he hates Christmas, <laughs> which does not sit well with Harry. <laughs> Frank. So, so later, Frank calls Harry and, and kind of bullies him into taking Frank's shift on the line. Um, and we get to watch as, as Harry's putting little figure, motorcycle figures, uh, figurines on the motorcycles, the guy, the, you know, the, those toys. And when we hear Harry's internal rage as he thinks about how ridiculous it is that, that Frank complains about working around Christmas, but not about the low-quality products they're forced to make. So, what? 
But I got to call out Harry. I mean, Charlie, why is why is he working there if they're making such garbage? Yeah, I know. He And he should have just had his own toy factory or something. I mean, there's no chance that a factory that's making little plastic things cares at all about rigidly constructed toys. Amen. You know? Yeah. Uh, so now after work, Harry goes to the Odd Couple Lounge and looks through the window and notices, oh, who's there? Frank, hanging out, bragging about how he bullied Harry into taking the shift. So we're really setting up who are the enemies of, of, of Harry. Enemy number one is good old Frank. Oh, I guess number one is Moss and then, then Frank. <laughs> yeah, and maybe maybe his brother a little bit too. I, yeah. A little bit. Not really Santa, uh, a naughty nice list, but uh, there's t- tension. Poor Phil. Um, Harry goes home and deals with his rage by pacing a lot. Um, then he returns to the house where he grew up. He watches through the window as um, as his brother Phil and his wife um, get intimate on the couch, which is a trigger for, for poor Harry. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he was expecting uh, <laughs> by going there. Yeah, I mean, what was his, you know, his goal? If you, want, if you wanted to go visit, you know, you go to the door. You don't go to the window and peek inside well, and he's invited multiple times to actually visit that's the times he doesn't go yeah and and i don't i don't understand he's he's traumatized by like you know husband and wife's like you know like cuddling hey. <laughs> like, these are not like horrible things that he's witnessing yeah yeah and and I, I, it's a little too by the book to uh, oh he witnesses um Santa being intimate with mom. It's like, come on, this is like bad psychology 101 that I feel has been mm. used by so many horror movies. Like, aren't you there? know, yeah, it, it would have worked better if if he were uh, upset about a Santa who wasn't doing the job of a pleasant Santa and, and helping kids because his whole thing right. is he wants to make Christmas the best and as good as possible. Yeah, it's a right. bit inconsistent right there. Right. Um, so then Harry goes home. Harry's home. He's eating cereal, watching a parade on TV. I guess it's the next morning because uh, back at Phil's house, Phil's doing push-ups while the woman comes out of the bathroom, bathroom and disrobes for him. Um, and, um, and she won't get intimate with him again until he promises to be nice to Harry this Christmas. So that's, that's going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Harry calls to cancel his plans for dinner with Phil. And the conversation comes to a standstill when Santa appears on the TV. Everything stops. Harry is just obsessed. Um, so uh, next scene, Harry's um, Harry works on his Santa costume a bit more. That what I just mentioned. That's where it's that creepy hyp- hypnotic scene that with the good music and just kind of it's it's really creepy. Taxi driver, and uh, and, and good stuff. This is. Did you guys remember how uh, intense this was, Tom? Not, not, not all of it. No, I mean, I remembered some of the things we'll talk about later, like with Moss and things like that. But, but not the, the, sitting there watching the the. I think it was the Thanksgiving Day Parade. I think that's what he's watching, and like the intensity of his. Because you got to think of that, the timing. Like he's like, this is like a month of planning going on. You know, with his uh, his, his obsession and his rage is boiling for for a month. Yeah, it's real. It's a dark character study. You know. Yeah. With, the with, music's great, like you keep saying, but it's better than I remembered. It was, it, it's really, uh, it flows nicely, and uh, the pacing is is not forced. I was expecting, I yeah, I was expecting a much more cartoonish uh, movie. That's what I remembered. So, what a pleasant yeah. surprise at times. Although cartoonish is good too. So uh, Harry walks home with groceries. He sees Susie and Richie and the kids. He tells Susie she looks beautiful, and she she curtsies to him, which is the best, one of the best moments (laughs) in the movie. Um, She's great. They all discuss their wishes, which are all nice, benign wishes, until Moss um, interjects and says that he wants a lifetime subscription to Penthouse. So (laughs) just more evidence, you know, more evidence for Moss to be on the naughty list. So uh, Harry goes home. And reads the list of bad things that Moss is guilty of, um, and it's a long one. Um, <laughs> so then he sneaks out at night to Moss's house, watches him through the window. I, no, <laughs> he he puts <laughs> he puts mud on his face and his hands, and yes. it l- leaves an imprint 
uh, of, of his face and hands on the outside of the house. Charlie, why? I think it's a thing that uh, demented Santas do. <laughs> and uh, he just was in touch with that. No, I don't know. It, it, yeah, it's crazy. Um, makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, he could have just, just done his hands and left like a mark to be like, I'm here. He could have... Uh, you know, to let to let him know that to let Moss know that he's watching, but he doesn't right. really achieve it with that. And the face thing is really weird. It's more of a punishment to himself. <laughs> yeah, he's all muddy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't know. It's it's amazing. It made me think. Did he? I guess they had to have it planned. It almost seems like a thing an actor would do as an improv. But of course, you would have had to have mud at the ready there. Yeah, it um, seems planned, but it, and it's, it's real weird. Like, then you see it later in the movie. Did they do it just because they were like, wait, what if people don't know what house this is? Like, let's have them do this. So then they'll know when he comes back, it's the same house. Wouldn't wouldn't that be so elaborate and great? I, I don't know. There's Something probably a number of things, yeah. but that that's a good thing about this movie is it, uh, it just kind of is very organic and not everything seems super planned within an inch of its life. So he hides in the bushes as Moss and his mom walk out to the car. Moss notices something in the bushes. He approaches as his mom keeps yelling at him to get into the car. And as he gets close, Harry lurches out at him and freaks him out. Mom doesn't believe Moss, and they drive off. It's a pretty effective scene. And um, it, it shows how demented uh, Harry is that he has no sympathy for Moss because like you almost yeah. feel that he'd watch this and see that that Moss's mom is not very involved and that Harry would feel bad but Tom no sympathy no sympathy and i i i don't i don't get it's like kind of what charlie was thinking at. like i don't get what he what harry's trying to accomplish like if he was like dressed in his you know his hat and beard and stuff maybe he'd be sending some sort of a message but this is just like and Moss is not connecting this fear with being bad. Yeah, nothing has you been know, accomplished. It's a good point. The scene is completely unnecessary. But <laughs> I don't, he's not going to like start being a, a better kid now because some somebody scared him in the bushes. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't get, I don't get that. So now it's, it's an effective scene, but I, it's it's confusing how it fits into the Harry's goals. It, it totally doesn't. It don't. That's it. It totally doesn't. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> back to work. Back to Jolly Dreams. Harry's in the locker room, getting ready for the Christmas party. I feel there are more locker rooms in movies and workplace in workplace movies than there are in actual workplaces. Uh, do you guys uh, concur? I yes. mean, I had a locker room in, in some places that I worked. All right. Well, hey, you yeah. know, uh, Charlie, it's, it's possible. Charlie, you ever have a locker room? Yeah, I I, 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 I agree with you. I think that the the locker room thing, they were probably more prevalent in the 60s and the 70s. Okay. Um, I was also going to say, I get a nice uh, The Pit feeling from the the spying on Moss and just like very low level in the neighborhood kind of stuff. It's like Jamie spying on the librarian and sneaking around. There's a in plain sight. In plain sight, in a very small town, simplistic way that's not really scary, but it's delightful and uh, mm-hmm. and quirky and weird, and uh, that's all good stuff. So it's the office Christmas party, and um, let's listen to Harry ramble to his coworkers about finding the right notes, and then uh, the boss is going to show up to introduce a new team member. <laughs> I said, forget it. I got you guys' number now. What do you mean? The right tune. I've been trying to find the notes to it for as long as I can remember. Well, I found them. I can play the tune. I'll tell you, Harry, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Hey, good to see you again. Hello. You're uh, Ben, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Harry, I want you to meet the newest member of the team. It's George Gross. George is a real bright boy in our executive training program. Now, George and his wife are spending Christmas on the island with me. Wiseman wants him to have the grand tour, midnight mass and all that. Hey, Harry, finish telling me about your tune. Oh, you sing too, Harry? Not exactly. See you around, Harry. So uh, Harry is just completely nuts with this talking about the tune. I mean, it, and it's a little—it's not even funny. It's quite disturbing to hear him just talk so plainly about about this note and tune that I 
it's never really explained, is it, Tom? I I don't get it. I was really trying to. I remember that from the first time. You know that. He, I mean, we wrote song about it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't understand what he's talking about. I don't. Maybe there's some underlying logic that uh, Lewis Jackson knows that we don't, but I just don't get it. But it works in that Harry is just completely unhinged and nuts, and like it does come across like. I don't think there needs to be a meaning to it. It's just this guy is crazy, Charlie. Right. As something that a, a person might have, a crazy person would have worked out in their head as a way that they think about things. And the, the tune is just like the perfect Christmas or something. You know, and as as a uh, you know, overarching perfect Christmas, that's what he wants to achieve. Because later when he says, no one likes my tune, you know, when he was trying mm. to just do these insane uh, gift givings and, but I like it. Like, like you guys have been saying, it's, it's a little weird. It's a little not explained and uh, it's kind of creepy and um, unique to this movie. So Harry is upset um, because the company claims to be running some kind of um, fundraising effort for uh for for um kids in a uh they're like hospitalized disabled kids and um Mm -hmm. and harry senses that um they're not really into it you know they're very vague about how much is really being given to the kids and and um the workers are kind of being guilted into donating themselves which you know so all those things are making harry mad so you know he argues with the boss and the new team member about the ethics of that campaign and um, also mentions more tunes and notes too, just <laughs> which is great. It's, it's great. I don't know how he got promoted. Like he's oh. he, he, he's he's totally he's clearly crazy. His boss is like telling him about this new initiative, and he's basically like telling him it's terrible and insulting him to his face. Talking about music <laughs> notes for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. The boss That's likes great. it, and he's not related to it. Harry or anything. Uh, yeah, no, I mean they saw it off. they saw Harry on the floor, you know, putting toys together. Like that guy, <laughs> that guy is front <laughs> office material. The idea that a company this small even has an executive training program is, yeah. is it's it's wonderfully cartoony. It's like something we would put in a movie. Um, it, it's like just this um, broad strokes kind of thing that never in the real world world would exist. But wouldn't it be great if it did? Yes, Tom. We don't. One other little thing about that scene that I didn't even notice until you just played it is they 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 mention that they're on an island. Yeah. Is it Manhattan? What is? Where are they? They just mean the fancy parts of Long Island, like uh, um, uh, that are on the north. Like... Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so they're on Long Island somewhere, Charlie. Yeah, I, you know, like the part of Long Island in uh, North by Northwest where um, he gets dr- dragged at the beginning, and then okay. they try to for yeah. fake the drunk driving thing. Like those towns over there, I forget what they're all called, but uh, it's close enough to commute to Manhattan, and I, I'm pretty sure that's what that, that's what they mean. All right. Mm. Harry then goes into the factory, fills some toys uh, into a bag, um, and then he goes out and fills some bags with dirt. Is that? Did I see that right, guys? Yeah, there's some digging involved. I have no uh, idea. Like, did that ever come back to for anything? I don't know. Maybe he need, if he needed more mud mask in the future, <laughs> it just didn't wasn't pan he, out. I think he wasn't he. I mean, wasn't he taking the the, the toys from his work? Oh, so was he replacing to, the boxes the with and, dirt so they wouldn't know they were I, missing things? I, I that's what I thought. Okay, that you got to really reach to get that get wow. there. They don't get, they don't give that for, to you. You got to really extrapolate. Um, Dirt for toys. Yeah. He giggles and cries maniacally while putting on a Santa beard and staring at himself in the mirror, which is <laughs> that is the best. When he glues his beard on, it's it's like it's like two straight minutes of him laughing at himself and tugging on his beard. And it sort of develops. You can't take your eyes off of it because you're like, okay, he's he's enchanted that it's really stuck there. And then he pulls again. He's like, it's still stuck on my face. I'm so happy. I don't know why he didn't 
didn't just think of that earlier. It wasn't that expensive to buy like the the spirit gum or whatever and stick it on his face. But uh, yeah, it just keeps going. It's like one of those funny. It's like a joke in Austin Powers where they just keep trying it, you know, to see if it can go one more time. They just let it go one more maniacal laugh round and then one more. And, and I didn't mind. Works. It worked. No, totally it worked. worked. Fantastic. So now we're told um, by the. Uh, by the text on the screen that it's Christmas Eve. Harry's in a house dressed as Santa. He uses a long, sharp knife to cut open the bag holding gifts. He spreads the gifts under the tree. Where is he? I don't know. Where is he? I, he's at his brother's house, I think. Okay, so he just popped in, left some gifts, le- and then left. Then he goes I, to, to Moss's house. And there house. might even be something about he's replacing toys or something. He's like, he's like taking out the... the cheap ones or there's a lot of extrapolating he's opening stuff up he's opening some yeah okay he's doing something there so (laughs) next and he also made remember i'm sorry to cut you off but remember we didn't mention this he he's actually pouring molten metal in his room at one point yeah yeah making some rigid toys which i think are the the soldiers yeah yeah and uh that comes into play later but um yeah it is pretty funny I, I wonder how long it would take to actually make a toy that way that he's doing with the the molten silver <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the so, most expensive toy ever <laughs> next he's at moss's house and we know because he passes the imprint uh that he left in the wall outside which is real funny to think like like the family saw that and they're just like, yeah, whatever. They, they, <laughs> yep. they didn't wash it off or anything. Like, oh, well, okay. Uh, and he leaves a note for Moss. Um, do we read? Do we see the note? Does it just say like you're no good, you're a jerk, or something? I don't even remember, Tom. Um, it's all right. Don't worry about it. I don't it remember. just has a funny picture on the front, and I, I, I don't know who the of whom the character is meant to be. But um, we it never pans out, right? We yeah, never, I would never... call. I would say it's a loose end. Yeah, yeah we'll let it go though. So he goes now. He goes to the hospital, <laughs> where the the disabled kids are living. There's an old security guard who tells him to scram, but Harry sweet talks him. Mind you, listeners, Harry is fully decked out in a Santa Claus uh, outfit. You know, with the beard that 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 wonderfully sticks to his face. I mean, head to toe, he is. Santa, you know, this is, um, he spared no expense in the costume, and this is how he's dressed for the rest of the movie. Uh, so he sweet talks the guy, um, gives him a present, and the guard says, All right, wait here. <laughs> Which is awesome. The old guard, you know, it's Who actually it thought about drawing his, his gun at one point, which was. <laughs> A little over the top, but great anyway. (laughs) A doctor and a nurse come out. Harry shows them that the entire van is filled with wrapped toys. I mean, packed with toys. Everyone is super happy and grateful. Harry laughs maniacally. You know, at first it's just a a ho, ho, ho. But soon it's just like, whoa, this guy is, is going all the way. He's wishing everyone a Merry Christmas. The whole staff is just swept up in the spirit, though. They're howling, Merry Christmas. They're, all uh-huh. these doctors and nurses, they're so happy. No one is questioning who this guy is, where he's <laughs> coming from, why he's doing this. You're just like, oh, a man in a Santa outfit is giving us stuff. And and they're not just grateful. They are they're children again, Charlie. Yeah, one of the, doesn't one of the ladies give him a hug and a kiss? I think <laughs> like a peck yeah. on the oh, cheek, yeah. and uh, the joy level for them is like our joy level watching it because at this point, this is like the, one of the early moments where it's just starting to like go through the roof with uh, laughter and joy and the uh, Christmas spirit. Yes. So now Harry goes to a church where correct me if I'm wrong, but the boss and his um, his new underling are at that mass. Is that correct, Tom? Correct. So that's why he's there. He's waiting for them so he can kill them. But he's he first encounters a couple of unusually mean churchgoers who (laughs) they just came out of church and they see a guy dressed as Santa and listen to what they say. Uh, hang on, sorry. Bad job by me. Well, Santa, you look ready for a busy night. Come now, Charles, a little respect. Seriously, Santa Claus, will you tell our viewers that you just arrived? How was the trip down? 
Oh, and I see you've given up your reindeer for more modern wheels. <laughs> and the suit, too. Oh, excellent. It's ravishing. Who does that tailor? Come now, sir. Haven't you had enough? I have something for you. I have superlative taste. <laughs> It's going like these. Okay, these people. First off, they speak with this like strange like uh, accent from the twenties. Yeah, and with so much sarcasm in their voice, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Who, Charlie? What is going they're, on? Yeah, well, I mean, they're like they're like preppies. I mean, that's not the right <laughs> word for it. They're they're the landed. Uh, they're the rich yeah. jet setters and uh, everything that Harry is not. And um, <laughs> it's, it's just it's just cartoony fun. It's over the top, insane clash. Unbelievable that it was written into the script this way, though, that he doesn't kill right there. The guy he intends. They're like, well, what if some other jerks accost him at the foot of the <laughs> stairs? We've never met before. And who he doesn't with whom he doesn't have a specific battle, really. Yeah. It's just a general you're a rich jerk. <laughs> I'll stab you yeah. in the eye with a with a toy I made. It's great though. It's great though. It's you know, great. I wasn't expecting it. Why not? It's cartoony. They're it's kind of funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'll take it. It's a little over the top. Like they just got out of church and they're just mean, gleefully mean to some guy because he's dressed as Santa. Like, come on. But uh, I'll let it go. So yeah, he kills three of them. He chops them up with an axe after sticking one of those <laughs> sharp toys in the guy's eye. Um, it's, it's pretty dark. Pretty dark stuff. Everyone's freaking out. He jumps in the van, drives away, pulls over, rests for a bit, but then he hears the sound of a Christmas party. <laughs> so he approaches the building. Inside are a bunch of just wholesome people dancing around. It warms Harry's heart. He sees children sleeping in the corner, and he's just like, ah, oh, children sleeping because they should be sleeping and it's the right thing mm-hmm. for them to do. A man sees Harry through the window. He invites him in. Harry's a little reluctant, but he goes in and he is re- received unbelievably well. It's it's the polar opposite of what he experienced outside of the church. A pretty woman offers him a beverage. The kids all wake up and surround him. Uh, meanwhile, all the churchgoers are giving their report of what they witnessed. And one of the de- detectives quips, let me guess. Everybody saw Santa Claus, and uh, like I mean, these these cops are barely in it, but every time they're in it, they're just total cliches and just like like the cops in the pit a little bit, only not as like um, local and 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 uh, and likable, right, Charlie? Yeah, these guys are a little tougher. Um, it, it's, you know, it's, it's funny, funny with, with with excuse me with this party. Um, which is, of course, one of our favorite moments. But um, it's almost like Harry found his perfect Christmas right there. Yes. You know, the movie yep. almost could have ended. I, I wasn't thinking about that till now. But the children come to him and are, are appreciative and well-behaved. All of the people are respectful to Christmas. They invite in a stranger. They worship Santa, even when they don't know. And they don't know the guy inside. And it could be creepy, but they don't care. They're just like... The traditions mm-hmm. they let Santa have have the the, the floor. Yeah, um, and he dances. Everything about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. and he, the dancing. He dances oh, the dancing. to the Jingle Bells polka. And um, oh, how they danced! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it is so wonderful. And then Harry, you know, does what he does best. He makes a heartwarming speech that I'm going to play for you guys right now. I really must go now. But now, I want you to remember to stay good boys and girls. Respect your mothers and fathers and do what they tell you. Obey your teachers and learn a whole lot. Now, if you do this, I'll make sure you get good presents from me every year. (laughs) But if you're bad boys and girls, your name goes in the bad boys and girls book. And I'll bring you something horrible.
They do have a few cutaways to audience members who kind of feel a bit uneasy. They're like, wait, what? <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't have brought this guy in. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that that is believably insane. Like, I believe some people are that crazy, just exactly that crazy. And uh, it, it's weird and, and uh, disturbing and funny and, and, and crazy all at once. So it's it's a great moment, great speech right there. Yeah. It, you know, it, it it's... um. It's a little weird for Harry almost because he's sort of uh, he's real he's realistic about the fact that they do go in the in the list and that they won't get something good. I don't know why he chuckles so much unless he's sort of covering for himself. But um, there's a lot of levels there. It's it's pretty it's pretty fantastic and and the adults uh, the cutaways really sell it too. Uh, nice scene. Yeah, nice scene. Espe- especially dancing to Jingle Bells, the polka. That- that's a great moment. Wow, you need that in a movie. That, you know, <laughs> when it comes to dance sequences in a movie, like one of the best ever. You know, way better than than prom night, I should say. I I will say. Yeah, it's close to capture Bigfoot when the the guy uh, in the crutches is dancing. I was thinking just that. It's so funny you brought it up. So, <laughs> so now, now ha- Harry goes to a house, uses a ladder to get on the roof. He tries to get in the chimney, but he gets stuck. <laughs> and then he gets out of the chimney and then goes through the basement window. He's successful. So he, after that, he goes up the stairs to the living but, room. What? Before you move on, right? Okay. Isn't it unbelievably nice that there's a scene where he fail, he fails in trying to go down the chimney? And it's like in the movie? It's just like... That's great. It's a delightful little touch. It, yeah, it, it's so his, unnecessary. You're right. It, it's well, unnecessary, it's not... but it's also like his um, his dream to be Santa is getting a little bit foiled. What were you gonna say, Tom? No, I, I just I think what you were saying. It, I think it is necessary because he's trying to do the things like that he thinks you know yeah, should be right. done. You're right. And and they don't work. So then he's got these backup plans and like. Yeah, when they, when things don't work, his his he, that's when he starts like killing people. But it's it's almost like if if people were just uh, if if the world would just conform to his vision of things, then he wouldn't kill he'd, anybody. He'd, he'd You're be right. fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the stepfather. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So yeah, then he goes to the basement, up the stairs, um, making a a bit of a racket. This scene's a little drawn out. I um I I'll I'll, I'll have to admit. Uh, he puts some gifts under the tree. Uh, a kid sneaks down the hall to see what's going on. Um, then uh, Harry works his way to the bedroom, and in the b- bedroom is Frank. That's the boss that he, he's mad at. Um, so he smothers him with a bag of presents. Somehow his wa- the, the wife is sleeping through all this. There's like a major like fight and you know, struggling galore. That's the guy who made him work his shift, I think. Okay, Frank. Right, Unless you're right. I'm wrong. Oh yeah. no, no, I'm sure you're right. Yeah, Very so it's might, the yeah. guy who took his shift. Yeah, who? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I was in the bar laughing at Harry. Yeah, good call. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry finishes him off by slicing his neck with a tree ornament star that he just happens to grab, and that finally wakes up the wife. As Harry runs away, um, the two kids see Santa. They share a happy moment before the screams of their mother um, ruin it. So, it's a Frank has a Christmas tree in his bedroom. <laughs> yeah, he's very spirit spirited. Yeah, turns yeah. out he does love Christmas. And it's I, I guess like for slasher people, they pay attention to the deaths. Um, yeah. They do have Christmas themed death in this. He he tries to sm- smother with the bag of toys, That's and then. True. He's like, let me go to another Christmas thing. Sharp star ornament right across the neck. So, uh, yeah, you do get killing by Christmas accoutrement. <laughs> Sorry. So now the, the text on the screen tells us that it is now Christmas Day. Phil is sad that Harry um, hasn't come over on Christmas morning like he always does. There must be something wrong. They watch a news report. Warning everyone to stay away from anyone dressed as Santa, which uh, that's that's a great news report, huh, Tom? Yeah, I love like they you can kind of see what's coming and like they, they let the kids watch it, you know, 
like the kids are like immediately traumatized <laughs> but they're, they're like they don't even pay attention to the kids reaction they're like oh i wonder if that's hairy you know like they, they, they're they're not very attentive uh, parents i guess yeah they have so many moments where they could shut off the tv but they miss everyone so now we're going to listen to phil explaining uh the difficult relationship that he's had with with harry um, this is right after he's yelled at his son to turn down the TV. My brother is an emotional cripple. I'm his keeper, responsible for everything he does. Dennis, I'm sorry I yelled at you. Daddy's not feeling so good. It's okay. All right, so, um... I don't know about Phil. He, I don't, I don't like him very much. <laughs> you, Tom? Not really. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't really. I mean, Harry seems like he's actually pretty self-sufficient. You know, he's he's obviously a little off, and he's much more off now than he probably was at the beginning of the movie. But it's not like Phil has to take care of him. Yeah, like he's, he's got a job. Yeah. Yeah. It's he, he's not as you know. He's maybe not emotionally stable, but he's not, up until now, he's not bothering anybody. I agree. All right, so uh, Harry wakes up in his van, then he goes into the factory. He's disgusted with all those low-quality toys, so he snaps a couple planes in half, which is great. He turns on the assembly line. Um, then we get to watch a lineup. that We cut to the police station. There's a lineup of Santas. Uh they're all forced to say Merry Christmas with feeling. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like a don't open till Christmas uh, scene here in a way. Yeah. Yeah, and it's got that hard, like that hard detective feel that just doesn't fit in the movie and isn't very fun to watch. Uh, yeah. The two detectives discuss the origin of the Santa Claus myth, um, which <laughs> unnecessary and un- <laughs> uninteresting. Uh, one of them suggests that perhaps this um, turn of events will frighten children into being less entitled. So that is a silver lining to, to this rampage. <laughs> what an interesting yeah, what an interesting thought to bring up it, for him and for the, the writers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this isn't so bad. And then one of them starts singing Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Uh, th- that was, that's rough. That's hard to take all that. That's a lot going on right there. Uh, Can I say one thing though? Yes. They, they, that song does play throughout, and uh, a couple times it, it plays kind of nicely because when Harry he- hears it, and I think he hums it, but because the also known as is "You Better Watch Out," mm-hmm. so every now and again you do hear "You Better Watch Out," "You Better Not Cry," yeah. and uh, I think "You Better Watch Out" was the preferred title that Lewis Jackson favored, but. Um, yeah. Distributor wanted Christmas Evil, I guess. Both good titles. Yeah. Two for so yeah, on the I actually watched the the Blu-ray in it. You better watch out is the on screen title. Oh, cool. That's interesting. Billy uh oh, Phil gets a call from Harry. His wife tries to join the call, but but Phil <laughs> yells at her and she hangs up. Let's listen to these two two tormented brothers have a little conversation. Me. Is it about Harry? Get off the phone. Harry, you still there? Where are you? You always worry about me, don't you, Phil? I waited all day to hear from you. I'm sick to my stomach. But, Phil, you should be proud of me. Why? I did what you've always wanted me to do. I finally found the right number. I can play the tune now. What tune? The tune everybody dances to. Even you, Phil. It's my version. But it works. <laughs> Harry, I'm sorry. You don't want to tell me where you are, don't tell me. But when you do come over here, we're going to have this out once and for all. You see, the difference between us was I always remembered everything. What what don't I remember? Just tell me what... No, no, you're not going to... Make me feel guilty no more. No, Phil. I read a poem once that said, Every day you shave, you see yourself one day closer to dying. What are you saying? All right, it goes on, but uh, you get the point. Harry is, is mm. nuts, and uh, Phil's just trying to deal with it. Um, more talk of tune and notes also <laughs> a little later. 
So um, it's nighttime now. Harry's driving around his van. He gets stuck in the snow, so he approaches a home with lots of Christmas lights on display. He looks at the full moon. He works his way down an alley. Where did either of you think to yourselves, um, how did we get from this like suburban house to a downtown alley so quickly? Yes, it's like in Halloween that, Four. That, yeah. Yes, it, it it feels like they had the rights to film in one area, and then they had the rights to film in another, and they just thought we'll just cut there. And then I also I thought, how is every how are all these kids in this? Everybody's just kind of like outside in in a cold alley <laughs> on Christmas Day. <laughs> on Christmas Day, with unlit torches in their hands, <laughs> pre soaked in flammable liquid. But um, yeah, it, it it's all good. This is this is a good showdown here. He happens upon the people. A little girl and some kids have a nice talk with him, but the parents look on in fear. He gives presents to each of them. Then one of the adults approaches with a knife, but the kids surround Santa to protect him. And um, and Harry, he's never going to pass up the chance to make a speech. So, of course, he gives one right here. Let's listen to what he says. Don't come any closer. These children know things that, obviously, you don't understand anymore. They love me. Move away from them! They want someone to notice who's good or bad. Someone to guide them, someone to take responsibility, so they don't have to make those decisions themselves. I said get away from them or I'll rip your guts out. So now, is that the girl who who curtsied at the beginning of the movie, who, who now is uh, fighting her dad? Mm. Oh, I'm not sure. I don't know. Good that call. Might, might be. Looked like her, but uh, it could be. It's a great speech, and the, so the oh, the little girl is so in defending Santa that she goes after her dad, who's holding a knife, um, and then she picks up the knife that gets dropped in the struggle, refuses to give it to dad, uh, instead she gives it to Santa. <laughs> 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 She's taking sides. Uh, Harry uh-huh. struggles briefly with the guy and a few other of the adults before getting away. And then immediately, it's mob rule time, huh, Tom? <laughs> it's it, it's so ridiculous, but I I kind of love it. It's just immediately, you know, light the torches. <laughs> let's go find him. Like, we, our town can stand this no longer. It's, it's, it's like so... they just dis- they discussed it in the past. Like you know, yeah, if there's ever an evil Santa running around, you want to just like quickly form a mob and go after him with torches. <laughs> Because uh, I want to do that, but you know, did you guys think it was funny too that uh, the the main clue was that Santa's white like fur was a little dirty on his suit? Yeah, yeah that's dumb. I thought that was funny, and it's barely even you know that dirty. And there's probably plenty of Santas that have shabby costumes. So yeah, several torches are ignited, and uh, no explanation, but it, it just gotta go, gotta go with it. Just gotta go with it. Um. Harry works his way to the van and drives away, goes to his brother's house. Phil is mad. He roughs up Harry a little bit. The kids tell him to stop. Phil tells his wife to get the kids out of there. Um, Harry goes on an insane rant about Phil, about something Phil said when he was six. uh, Phil starts strangling Harry, but kind of comes to his senses, but only after Harry's uh, unconscious, so... He drags Harry into the van and puts him in the driver's seat and contemplates what to do. But then Harry wakes up, punches Phil in the face, and drives off. There's a helicopter, I believe, overhead. The angry mob is uh, doing what it does. Harry um, drives off a bridge, and uh, shocking one of the great shocking endings of all time, the van does not go down, it goes up. And it begins flying, much like Santa's sleigh. And we hear uh, Harry say, Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Good night. And uh, we are forced to reckon with, with this. And um, so the question is, what are we being told? <laughs> and the great thing is they don't leave it to, <clears throat> they don't do like the, it was just a dream. They no. don't do like, oh, his van was they they don't edit out of it before you really could tell that it's defying gravity. Mm-hmm. You just have to deal with it. 
And it's defying. It, I mean, it is definitely defying gravity, but it's not like a rocket ship. But you know, no, but it's definitely a flying magic van. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just slower than a rocket. It's more graceful. So I mean, what are we to make of this? This I, this is crazy. That what are the what is the stance of the movie makers? And I think ultimately, it's just like, yeah, why not? You know. <laughs> like, why not make the van fly? It's it's a bit inconsistent, except of course for the the hovering in the um, you know the hovering at the beginning where Santa like hovers uh, up the chimney. So it's 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 weird and funny and 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 crazy. And um, I'll tell you my review. It's a it's a pretty darn good movie, and it's it's much more of a horror movie than I remembered. Like like I said before, I rem- remembered it as cartoonish and silly. And it is at times, and Harry is a over-the-top character, but he's he's almost believable most of the time, and and quite creepy. And it's it's effective and creepy. Uh, it's it's a good movie, not not one of the all-time greats, but uh, still very good, solid solid horror movie. Tom. Yeah, it's I I agree. It's it's very solid. I love that the the you know it's completely different from like a. A, a slasher you know like michael myers or jason or something like that where it's 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 black and white you know it's just he's on a rampage like harry is one of the most nuanced uh killers probably ever like you have a lot of sympathy for him even yeah. more so than like stepfather or people like that that they're you know they're the similar kind of nuance and that like, you can kind of see where they're coming from kind of thing like he's he is you you root for him. I mean, there's there's scenes where the children are defending him, and you're kind of on their side in some ways. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's that's impressive. Charlie, uh, I think he, oh, he makes on, the man. whole thing though. That the Brandon Maggart as the Santa. I mean, he just he manages to pull it all together. Yeah, great performance, great performance. Uh, um, and um, uh, like you say, that I mean, that makes the movie uh, a lesser actor. Would have would have made it unbearable at times. Charlie, your yeah. your review. Yeah, it, it feels like they were on the same page. The 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 filmmakers and the and Brandon Magger. They just kind of let him do his thing, you know. Try some stuff out. Really, really be into the character. Um, that doesn't always work, uh, but here it does. I, I just think that um, I'm pretty much rooting for him the whole time. You know, um, everyone is. No one's really nice to him except for the kids, so that makes you feel like, okay, you know what? The kids, kids can see through somebody who's mean, and you know he's just uh, he's a charming character, and uh, it, it's a solid movie. I think in our reviews we just kind of say how it's. I know I was saying how it's not really phoned in. Like someone said, hey, I want to make a slasher that's going to make a quick buck. It's kind of like yeah. you would have been thinking about this movie for maybe a few years. Yeah. Kind of said, hey, I really want to make this a movie with Santa and kind of a message about Christmas and you know it's yeah. going to be like a tour de force acting thing. Yeah, so, well, yeah. I mean, when it's written and directed by the same guy, that's a good sign. Usually, you know, it's a good sign that you're going to get something from from the heart. And this definitely seems like it was from the heart. There's a, some inconsistencies. It, it you know. It's it's not gonna uh, hold up to to really close uh, analysis, but uh, it's it's much better than you, you expect. You know, it, compare it to New Year's Evil, and uh, I mean, this is leaps and bounds better, uh, just a better movie and a better experience. Nothing against New Year's Evil, which is also great, of course. Uh, now, Tom, you watch? Did you watch um, bonus material on your disc? Uh, no, I didn't get to that yet, but yeah, the, the disc has some deleted scenes that I wanted to check out, but I did not have, have a chance, it, but it's, it's an interesting, um, the disc actually has commentary by the director and by John Waters, oh, cool. who, who says he loves it. Yeah. Uh, and Charlie, did, did you learn anything from that screening that you can share with us? Um, just that, like I was saying, I, I think, uh, the director, you know, once it kind of went through its home video run, he he kind of was able to release it later on on you know DVD and then Blu-ray the way that he wanted to more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I don't know about the special features and and that stuff because I haven't seen that, but it just seemed like he was proud of it, 
and happy to play it and uh that it was shot pretty well it look it looks nice on film and um yeah you know that they tried to do a good job with a lot of it um if it was a little more suburban and a little less like gritty and downtrodden uh i would like it a little more you know like some of the locations are just kind of bleak yeah yeah that's uh, true, I have, but I mean, on the whole, it's. I I'll feel like the go. charm of uh, the charm of of the main guy makes up for a lot of the those inconsistencies. Yeah, uh, and so it's from what, what early eighties, like eighty two. Nineteen eighty. Nineteen eighty. So, um, you know, it it feels more eighties than seventies to me, and uh, so it probably didn't wasn't a long uh, turnaround between filming and release. I think that my personal opinion it, it feels it doesn't feel 70s do you, you get that feeling charlie yeah i i agree there's other movies where you can really really feel the the 70s there's more folk songs or uh filmmaking tactics like more soft focus things or you know like slash dreams kind of feel um but this feels a little more a little tighter and uh the music is less 70s so i uh, i appreciate that and uh, you guys ain't have any shock memories you want to share? I mean, mine mine is really the the dance party and uh, and Harry's speeches, you know. Um, and so it was good to see those again, and it was surprising to see how bleak and dark the movie was uh, because I did not remember that. But uh, I mean, it was definitely a movie that stood out to us when we saw it. But it's it's good to see it with new eyes, Tom. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember we immortalized the dance scene. Uh, with one of Ollie's drawings, I yeah. believe, and yeah, it, it, in my mind, I in my mind, I remembered that closing scene, you know, where the sleigh, uh, sleigh van flies yeah. off, and so I, I was thinking it was more, more, um, kind of lighthearted, like right. the, like you said, than yes. it is, but it's not, it's not at all. There's some moments of of levity, but it's it's pretty dark. Charlie, yeah, uh, for shock memories, well. I, w- I totally remembered Moss. I thought it was fun that, that he has this antagonism with this one kid. <laughs> it's almost like uh, Shatner in uh, I Love to Kill. <laughs> hey, little girl, yeah. you want to ride? One yeah. little girl. It's just, it's pretty funny. Uh, the Moss uh, boy does a good job. I remembered the mud and the factory. Just, it, it has a definite feel to it. It, it. I agree that it's bleak, but it's uh, pretty consistent. So, if you kind of like stopped it at any scene, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, that that's Christmas Evil." You might you might feel that it, the way that the bars look and the way that the cars look and you know the the hospital, all that stuff is very consistent. Um, but it is darker than I remembered, and it's a little more a little better made than I remembered, which is rare. Yeah, um, like literary. I, yeah, yeah, and we gave it we gave it some awards. Do you have the book open there, Tom? Uh, no, no, I don't. Oh, I, I do. I'll just tell you real quick. Um, so it won Best Director for Shock June. Wow. It won Best Villain for Brandon Megger as Harry. Mm. And I think we explained in there, he's not. He's more of an anti-hero, but anyway, he, he got it. Because we wanted to give him something, and he wasn't probably going to win Best Actor, so we, we hedged our bets. Uh, he was nominated for Best Actor. It was nominated for Best Picture. <laughs> It was nominated for best screenplay, yeah. mm. and it was nominated for most morally casual woman to Harry's mom for the living, <laughs> living room cuddles, which we don't do that anymore. That category, but these were the old days. Um, I and mean, we also it's her husband. Listed, it's her uh, husband. I mean, I want to retract that nomination. I mean, give her a break. <laughs> she was it, was. it was her husband. That's true. I know. Maybe we were just being funny to ourselves. <laughs> But um, there's a, there's some there. good um, taglines on here that I think Tom listed. One that they used was "He'll slay you," I like which that. Yeah. they they use that a lot. There's a lot of puns with these horror uh, Christmas horrors. Um, better watch out. Better not cry, or you may die. 
That's horrible. Not that, not that catchy. And then there's also, have yourself a deadly little Christmas. It's okay. Uh, it's okay. Yeah. Well, terrible. I understand the best director because it's tight. The movie's tight. And there's not a lot of um of fat that needed to be trimmed, you know? So you give him credit for keeping keeping the pace moving forward at all times. You're not getting bored much, uh, and it's, it's, it's well put together. So... Well-deserved uh, best director. Can I ask yeah. you guys a, que- a plot question before we wrap up? Yeah. Um, do you think that after Phil has choked Harry and put Harry in the van, yeah. does he come back to life or you know, being unconscious through normal health, unconscious uh, symptoms, or does he- is it magic? <laughs> he just normally comes back. I mean, Phil did not hurt him that badly so i think it was just a temporary unconsciousness yeah. i don't think magic involved tom uh, it was a good choke and he gave too. okay but it was a good choking he gave him and the way they cut yeah. to phil's face it, it he was on the cusp of of i will kill you yeah so that's you, true yeah are you suggesting that the every moment from that point on was actually um harry's experience of the afterlife not mm-hmm. really. Just that maybe all of a sudden um, some like North Pole magic kicked in, and uh, he just his eyes pop open. And I don't think this is the case, really. But we, I don't know. We should. Know. We need to dwell on this just a little bit more. The the van flies off the bridge, ladies and gentlemen. So we if. There's no indication that it's a dream or a fantasy, so we are left to, to to understand that Harry does in fact have superpowers, or that that that, that he has inherited the the abilities of, of the real Santa Claus or something. I mean, imagine the meetings or the discussions when of, of the scene. What what were people saying? Did people pull the guy aside and be like, hey? Like, what are you saying with this? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and, and it was shot. The shot is a very wide shot. It's almost like a, a third-person omniscient kind of shot, you know? So if they had done it, like, just tight, where Harry was, like, seeing lights and it was on his face, you might that makes would make you think it's more maybe in his head or something. But the brother is looking up. Clearly seeing the van flying. Yep. Yeah, it's funny. It's a wide shot. Yeah, the <laughs> van is flying. It's going. I don't. I don't know if it's gonna go all the way to the moon, but maybe it's just gonna go to the North Pole. Or <laughs> I don't know what the ultimate destination. Maybe he's gonna deliver some more toys that night. You oh, know? Maybe. it's so weird, Tom. What if? What if? Like you know, remember the opening scene? Like his father apparently had some level of magic right because he was able to teleport yes and maybe he inherited the magic some magic from his father you know and that's that that, is something just what's what's happened you know and yeah wow what a weird weird movie weird movie but uh really compelling and uh check it out check out christmas evil uh last thing tom did it look beautiful on blu-ray yeah it looked very nice yeah Part of what I might dislike about the darkness and the grittiness, it could be just the the bad quality that yeah. I'm watching it on. It was it was really nice. All the scenes were clear. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it was 16 millimeter or or 35. Uh, was it 35? Yeah, because I mean, some of it looked a little grainy, but but I mean, not you well, know, it was yeah. way better than the VHS. Not a lot of lights, so they probably had to had to mm-hmm. strain to get the exposure, and then push it a little bit, but. You know, it's uh, I was just gonna say that it um, oh, I I lost my train of thought. How embarrassing! But um, yeah, I I I did I did enjoy it quite a bit. Oh, I was just gonna say this: they the magic of uh, holiday horror, right? Because I bet you other people were watching this this month. Yeah. Where there's many a horror movie that's just normal. Um, you know, no, normal slasher, normal, normal something. Like humongous. A, you have no reason to watch humongous every year, but you do have a reason right. to watch Christmas evil every year. Yep. And people are, people want to get any sort of Christmas movie on their bones. It's going to be comedy. It could be, it could be a Disney movie. It could be anything, but yeah. the interest in this just spikes every December. And, uh, 
it's a good reason to for us to try to make some yeah, holiday, holiday holiday something at some point because every year it comes around you can promote it and everyone's in the mood they're receptive to it it's true that's a good point point. and last point listeners look there's like 30 to 50 of you according to the stats and you've been listening for free for all this time buy a copy of slingshot cops we made an amazing movie it's spectacular Go to MoTurnMedia.com. Go to the store. Buy Slingshot Cops. It's a great movie. You won't regret buying it. But even if you do, it's the least you can do because uh, to pay us for what we've done. So, <laughs> so we could give them a shout out or something on the next uh, one or two. No promises, but perhaps if, you, if one more so inclined and wanted it. If if you want to sh- if you bought it and you listen to this podcast and you want a shout out, just let me know six zero three six four four zero zero four eight. We'll do that, but hey, it's time for you guys to pay up and by, by buying the greatest movie uh, of, of 2016. So it's a win-win situation. For Tom and Charlie, this is Farley saying good night. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.